This is Hava Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. We're on live. <laughs> Not live. We are live! Oh, we are live. Four days before. It just doesn't come out live. <laughs> yes, good point. We are both here. My, I had an idea early doors for the for doing a podcast and trying to stream it live. And I still, part of me would think that would be pretty exciting. But uh, the, wha- ama- the amount of racism and homophobia we have to edit house every week. <laughs> Can you imagine if that got left in? You re- re- don't reveal behind your racist curtain. <laughs> So I did a video, uh, I did an extra video from the episode. So if you think about the episodes of Have a Word, and thank yeah. you for listening to them, and thank you for downloading, and thanks for the tweets and the messages saying we're really enjoying it, good job. Because it's, that's, I mean, we're not doing this for any money. We have a laugh with it. Yeah. But it means a lot when you can see the downloads are good. People are telling other people about it. We've not spent any money on advertising. We're doing this by just word of mouth, but it, it, we appreciate when they come back. But those adverts that we do with the videos on Twitter. Yeah. So I was like, well, I want to crack on and maybe do two a week. So I edited out the one of Edward the Tory. <laughs> yeah. Put some pictures in. It's fine. Made me laugh. Got it out there. Checked it with Laura. I was like, do you think this is funny? Because my wife is pretty good. She's a good barometer of the lols. Yeah. On stage. Had a, have an idea. And she's like, yeah, it's, that's not the best bit, but that one's funny. And then I'll try the two, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, she's right. <laughs> so I ran by the second uh, the second one, which is me doing the Your Takeaway Lady, going, I'm MP for Skelmersdale. Yeah. And I should tell like, you that can't Order! <laughs> I was like, what do, you, what do you want? She went, don't put that on the internet. <laughs> and in my head, she's obviously not listening to the episode. I was like, it's already in an episode. <laughs> but she, uh, I told her that and she was like, yeah, but the videos are, are being watched by people that aren't... Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast and you're 58 minutes in, yeah. you're our kind of knobhead, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not going to be like, well, on episode four, 58 minutes in, that was the line. Yeah. But on an advert or on Twitter... now episode five, 40 seconds in. <laughs> It was funny. Come off it. Of course it was. This is my safe place <laughs> to be a dick. <laughs> oh, God. Talking about Laura, last night we were having a bit of a Domino's and I thought of you. A, do- a Domino's? On a Sunday. Oh, an actual pizza. I thought you yeah, meant- we weren't playing domino. I thought you meant she was dominating you. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was slang. I was like, heavy start, Daniel. Fucking hell. I'd take it just to get laid. <laughs> Can we have sex? Any any type of sex. Go for it. Uh, I thought you meant that. I meant dominoes. I'm, like, that's I'm, what we do. We sit round. How boring do you think my life is? I know I make out that I'm a fucking quiet family man now. We're like, you're dominoes on a Sunday. Come on, gather round everyone. I've set them up. It, it also shows how fucking filthy my mind must be because there's Domino's pizza there's actual Domino's and you said the word Domino's and I went Dominatrix <laughs> you mean that's, BDSM that, that's obviously what he means he's being whipped spanked candle wax poured down his fucking ass cheeks just just having chicken strippers with honey and mustard dip oh you mean like taking it up the ass no it's not a euphemism <laughs> well you're having five, four fucking chicken strippers uh, and uh for some unknown reason I just got one can of Diet Coke and she's like oh where's my can of Diet Coke I was like oh. it was almost like 
it was from the shop. It was just from the the fridge. I was like, oh, you ordered a Domino's and you only ordered one Diet Coke. No, right. Stop the tape. We have cans of Diet Coke. You know, like at Tesco, they do twenty, like a twenty-four oh. cans for seven or eight quid. Yeah. So I'd only got one, and I couldn't be asking. I was like, we'll share this, and she was drinking most of it. And it, we were watching Sex Education on Netflix. She's watching it. I'm sort of observing, but it's actually quite good. It's a lot of like kids, teenage kids, and their parents. And I just wanted the Diet Coke, so I was like, "Mum," <laughs> and I I stopped. And it was the slowest turn. <laughs> been, been, been married like four or five years. She was like, "Did you, did you just call me mum?" <laughs> That's it. A call. That's when she Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whip my dick with a chicken stripper. Oh. Imagine if after that it came full circle and it was a Domino's, <laughs> a dominatrix. It's that was it. <laughs> Holy shit! It was one of the moments you're like, oh. Did you ever do that so at school? Sorry. I honestly, looking back, I take the one at school when you're like, mum, eh, you fucking teacher. Better than your wife, who you're trying to bang at some no, point. No, see, I think with your wife, it's just you and her, you can move past it, but if you did that on like week four of year seven and wrote off the next five years, <laughs> <laughs> ah, we've got IT next, come to see you fucking Marlon. <laughs> and also, you're more likely to do it early in school, aren't you? You know, when you're yeah. younger, when you're year seven or first or whatever, like that's the most likely you are to be like. Mmm. I did it in year six, like with like a month to go, so I got away with it because that was the the end of junior school. Do you know what I mean? Then we <laughs> went to seniors. There was only like twenty of us from our school who went on to the same seniors, so uh, that that's also got forgotten. Yeah, and also you can ride anything out for a month when you're 11, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. But then there was a kid who'd done it in year seven, and even I joined him. I was like, ah, is that your man? Is it like. <laughs> Literally three three months later. Putting the fucking boots in. What a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, primary school's different. You, don't, you know, if you if you were like, mate, primary school was brutal for like bantering, but I was like, where the fuck did you go to primary school? Like, once you get in the big leagues. It gets it gets rougher, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dynamics in a, in like a senior school from year seven all the way up to year eleven. It just, like <laughs> year sevens in the first week they look like. Have you ever seen those videos, uh, like on the internet of like um, a kid going to his first football match and they walk out with like all glistening in their eyes and they just look overwhelmed by forty thousand people. That's what it's like the first week of year seven and year elevens who are sixteen and probably at most five foot six at that point. They look like giants. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. you've gone from being the oldest and hardest and most feared in a school to the runs of the litter within the space of a six week summer holiday. It's so fucking it's brutal. It's like Norwich City twatting the championship, isn't it? Like 103 points. <laughs> we got Pookie up front. <laughs> fucking Pookie's banging him in. Two and a half months later, you're at Anfield getting dry humped with Firmino's big fucking teeth. Like, ah, hey, you're shit. That's hard, mate. That, that, that step up is hard. Also, the beard, man. The beards on some of them. There's one kid at our school. And I looked back and I was like, was he 37? <laughs> but we, he, I was a cheeky little shit. That was my way of not getting bullied. I just sort of took the piss out of the older, the fifth years. You yeah. couldn't do it. You could never do it to a second or third. So you couldn't do it to year eight or year nine. You had to go year 10 and 11 because they were like, this guy's a midget. Like he's tiny. Yeah. This is funny. If you did it to like the year above, yeah. they'll just throttle you. 
Yeah, it's that's like, not funny. You're a, you're still a threat. It's like being like a featherweight in the UFC. You can talk shit about a heavyweight because you're never going to have to fight them. Yeah. <laughs> and if they chase you, but if there's only one weight class up, you know that they're just going to go. Mate, I'll drop fourteen pounds to smash your head. In. Dana, get it on. <laughs> yeah, one of the little featherweights running away from Brock Lesnar. <laughs> These big fucking steroid tits jiggling away after them. And yeah, one, one kid was called Mark. He's a. F- I tell you what, he he's like. I don't know how. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. He's like handsome kid. He was dating a six former. That's how much game he had. Fifth year, he was banging up, banging a six former. You might as well be dicking a fucking deputy head. And uh, I used to give them shit. And I've got a really strong memory of school of them grabbing me and him rubbing his beard on me. And it was literally like fucking sandpaper. I was like, dude, when did you start puberty? That's a. F- he could grow a beard. <laughs> At 16, better than I can grow one now at nearly fucking 40. Yeah, there was a lad in our school called Paul Brailsford, um, and he had a beard in year nine, like a full beard, like like a full Brian Blessed style beard. Like, he hadn't even done his sats yet. (laughs) Could he get served? Does he cultivate it? Could he get served? He could have been a fucking landlord. Fucking get saved. <laughs> he could have hired a car. <laughs> He's giving lessons. He's a driving instructor. Like I, I fourteen. Can't, I can't stress the degrees to which he could definitely get saved. <laughs> there, there was another lad as well called Jason something. I forget his surname, but we went on him. Um, we went on in, in sixth form, so we're a bit older than you. Looking a bit older, we went on a sixth form trip. Our, our whole sixth form to the University of Cambridge. So it was in like. June, July, so uni's sort of done for the year. And they sort of invite a load of six forms for a couple of days to see the University of Cambridge, to see the town, the city, and decide whether you might want to come to Cambridge. Now, how are your marks? What do you mean? Cambridge University? Mm-hmm. As in the Cambridge? As in the Cambridge. You know, the one that was started in 1315 is the, the, one of the leading schools of learning in the, in the, in the world. Yeah, yeah. So how are your A levels looking? Good. <laughs> Were they looking that good? Like, n- no. So that that's sort of the point, right? Mine so- were like, listen, the University of Lincoln is attainable. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Baird College in Liverpool are willing to ignore your A-levels. <laughs> yeah. We we were t- I was like fairly clever in school, always in the top sets and in, into sixth form. So, um, <laughs> and then the, m- most of my mates were also in the top sets as well. And when we got to sixth form, we got given that opportunity. But we were chosen because our school was invited and our school had to take 10 students or whatever it was. But none of us were going to Cambridge. We were like, I I ended up with a A, a a B and a C at A level. Because I didn't didn't really put much effort into anything but maths, which is why I got the A in. Right. Um, And my other mates were were getting like A, B, B, A, A, B across the three. But to get into Cambridge, pretty much you need A, A, A or A star, A, A. And also to be doing extracurricular. Yeah. Like I founded a a small company, you know, like a startup. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that me? That's just... in case your baby is sick. Uh, yeah, sometimes on the podcast it's uh, it's like it, it's not. It's just some fucking bell end bothering me on Facebook. <laughs> is it? Oh shit! Is my baby? Oh, no, it's some dickhead with a gig in the middle of fucking nowhere. Could you come here for eighty five pounds? Fuck off! I'll tell you about last night's gig in a minute. Fuck Cambridge. Me. So you so you went down. 
so yeah, we went down ten of us, and the the idea is you go down on like uh, I, I don't know, let's say it's a Friday morning, and you get there for lunchtime, and then you spend the whole day, you spend that night, and then the next day you spend a chunk of the day before you drive home, and the the night you spend staying in the University of Cambridge's halls because there's no fucking students there at this point. We've all gone home for the for the summer, and we were told um, we're all like set between seventeen and eighteen, so the the school are not sort of like you can't have alcohol because the law says some of us actually fucking can. Um, so it got to the point where the teachers were like, right, you can you can do what you want now um, for the rest of the day. Now, But kids, remember, we're at the University of Cambridge, so wind your fucking neck in you. Yeah, th- we, we, we didn't heed that advice. <laughs> so we, we sent the one of us that was 18 into the Sainsbury's to get served, and he literally comes out like fucking Father Christmas with... <laughs> About to head over the Atlantic with a massive sack full of alcohol, and if you have you been to Cambridge, yeah. So you know they do that punting thing where like oh yeah, there's like a moat around the whole town, isn't there? Yeah, and you can get in a boat, and there's some guy on three pound fifty an hour <laughs> who puts a stick right to the bottom of the river and pushes you along, right? So we get in, and uh, <laughs> he goes, "I'm afraid, my friends, no alcohol. You can't drink in here." And we were like, uh, "Okay, cool." And uh, he goes, seriously, I can see the alcohol, no drinking. You can have it, but no drinking in the... Po-. And we were like, mate, we're not going to fucking drink the alcohol. But then we waited until we got like a quarter of a way round the thing. And every 50 yards, there's a punt in front of you and a punt behind you. We just started drinking. And he's like, I told you, no alcohol! Why are you drinking? No alcohol! And we were like, what are you really going to do? <laughs> Stage, you can't just stop because there's thirteen punts behind us now. It, you, you, and you, and he got out right. So he was like, "I, I can't carry on. No alcohol. I told you, no alcohol." So he gets out, goes into the into the river, and onto, in, onto, how does he get out? He just steps off the boat, right? Onto what? Uh, into the water. What? Into the water, right. and then up the sides, and he's now on the land, going. Like, we can't go anymore, mate. That freaked me out when you were telling the story. I was like, the, ri- the where he was, water wise, you couldn't just step out. And I thought you were like he just walked on it. So <laughs> turns out Jesus is punting. Oh no, he's now soaking. He's soaking wet, and he stood on this on on the bank of this moat, going. I told you not go. And one of the, the lad who's eighteen, the oldest one of us, just went. I reckon I can fucking drive <laughs> so he up and he's now punting us along the river this guy's now soaking wet on the side his boat's been stolen he's been <laughs> there's been a mutiny <laughs> he's been commandeered so yeah we stole we stole a punt um, <laughs> chased by us very slowly by a sodden so, foreign bloke yeah yeah some Slovakian fellow who just didn't have a fucking clue like oh uh, he was God. dealing with ten scousers who were we're never coming to the University of Cambridge anyway. <laughs> yeah. That night, we went and got more alcohol and took it back to our, like, dorm. And they have, like, a on each floor, they have, like, a sleep-in hall monitor sort of thing. Who's like, uh. And uh, we're making far too much noise. And he comes down the corridor and he's like, what's going on? And we were like, oh, sorry, mate, we're just here for one night. We're having a bit of a party. He's like, it's t- too loud. You're going to be waking other people up. And we're like, mate, we're really sorry. We, we're just having a drink. And he was like, oh, keep it down. So he goes away and obviously we don't keep it down because we're 17-year-olds who've got unlimited alcohol in a city they've never been to before with no supervision yeah and he keeps coming back and in the end he goes like right I'm going to have to take some of your alcohol off you <laughs> and what do you mean he went I've got to confiscate it because you, you're being too lady and you'll get it back tomorrow and we went hey mate how about if we just give you a bottle of vodka and this didn't happen and he took like about a five second pause and then went alright then yeah <laughs> 
so so we 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 basically bought a grown man's silence to let 17 year olds drink in Cambridge unsupervised for a bottle of Smirnoff vodka. I honestly think if the uh, the Cambridge University found that out, I think that would go towards you getting in. Like you've passed the test. That <laughs> well, was using your initiative. Because well, like how many sappy kids would be like, all oh, right, here's the booze back. Scouse kids are like, yeah, mate, look, there's a fuck, like it's Goodfellas and he's giving cigarettes off the back of the car. <laughs> hey, hey, how's your wife? Take a fucking Bacardi. Take a Bacardi breeze. Take four Bacardi breezes. Yeah, we're from Liverpool. You're all right. <laughs> These scouse what, kids are mental. If Martin Scorsese ever listens to this podcast, you're going to get a roll, you know, because that New York Italian accent is fucking top notch. Oh, your mama galoots. Andrew Dice Clay again now. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you can't go, oh. Sometimes. <laughs> it's got quite a, a, a bad ending though, because that guy still grasped us up to our to our teachers the next day. Fucking rat! Yeah, dirty rat. And our we we were never our school. We've been told since because like because of comedy and stuff. <laughs> you mean you've got you got every prospective student banned from the visit from uh, your college? Well, not not, <coughs> uh, not that people from Cardinal Heenan can no longer apply, but that trip, that annual invite six forms over. Cardinal Heenan sixth form has never been invited back and I know that because um, last year I was invited to go back to my school to just have a look around and see how like just because they know I'm doing comedy now and they were like you should come back and see some of your old teachers now we've changed the school and I was like okay cool um, and I was talking about that trip and they were like yeah we, we've literally never been invited back since since <laughs> that year we shut it so down me and my mates single handedly got Cardinal Heenan Catholic Sports College Banned from the University of Cambridge, <laughs> and the University of Cambridge has never recovered. Ah, oh, superb! They still, yeah, man. That's what you expect if you're seven. Stole a boat. <laughs> <laughs> what a trip! Amazing. Who was the kid that was punting? Was he that Brailsford kid with the beard? No, he wasn't on that trip. Beardy Brailsford. This was like called Jason something. Who? Uh, he was sort of the oldest looking one of us. Yeah. How are you? Because you're bearded now. How are you? Where, where were you a, a little late bloomer or a late bloomer? Yeah. Like if you 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 might not remember. <laughs> we can put this in if this goes on like a uh the the video maybe. But there's a a picture of me. In fact, I'll I'll tweet this picture regardless. Uh, at have a word pod. I oh. have a word pod of no. me when I started stand up. So this was me, and I was trying to grow a beard. This is. Do you remember Mr. Ben's in Leeds? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit That is a fresh faced child Do you know, like, How old were you When you started 18 Yeah So Yeah I remember I was still in sixth form First bit I, I tried to grow I was already at university In Newcastle And it was really gingery And uh, I thought I was doing quite well And my best mate's Older sister Just I think we went to stay at hers And we were going out Boozing in Leeds They lived in Leeds we walked in and she just went, what the fuck is that on your face? I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, and you're like, cock it, I'm taking this beard out tonight in Leeds. <laughs> what the fuck is that little ginger rat on your face? Right, I'm shaving, okay. <laughs> Stop bullying me. Fucking brutal. Uh, th this needs a trim. I don't really like having a full beard. I like having um, sort of thick stubble, like sort of... Where are you with the rest of the body hair then? Because I'm because I can't grow hair on my head, so I refuse to let everything go wild. Do you know what I mean? So I have a little trimmy trim trims. Yeah, you can't be like a bald bear. You just can't be. You can't have all fucking nothing there, and then just massive like like. So I I I've never touched me me chest or torso hair. That's just 
sort of manly. Yeah, wild. Um, me back, weirdly, <laughs> grows in patches. <laughs> I, like, I've got like a leopard's back. Alopecia spine. Ba- ba- basically. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've got like a patch on one shoulder blade and none on the other. And then halfway down the right side, there's another patch here. It's just fucking weird. So I have to get, uh, I have to get me mad, me beard to shave that every. Oh, time. that is love, yeah. Jade. This literally, that is love. That <laughs> marry that girl. Any woman who will shave your back, yeah. it's fucking. There are younger women now listening to this going. Bleh. Do you know how much? Do you know? Do you know what she's doing it for though? Because recently she was like. It'd be so much quicker if I waxed it. And I was like, yeah, but it's more painful. She's like, yeah, but it's more fun for me. That's what she's doing it for. She's trying to fucking build up so she can put me in pain with a wax. Ooh, the old wax. On your on your big hairy man back. Oh, uh, have I told... My, my mate that I was talking about before, his sister ripped me for the little ginger beard. I went to stay with him at Cardiff when he was at uni. He was at dental, so they were at, like, uni for what felt like about 15 years. And one of his lads' uh, mates was called Sheeps. Uh, who's an Asian guy? So Sheeps. We, she, she, I, think that a nickname? I think he's yeah. I think his name was Chital, and his his nickname was Sheeps. And uh, it, lovely guy. Now a very well paid dentist. They all went. Was he real, ever inappropriate with a sheep? Was that? <laughs> no, he didn't fuck a sheep. <laughs> I think it was basically white people going, shit, Sheepital. <laughs> Why do you fucking say your name, Sheepital? Yeah, we'll just call you Sheeps. Yeah. <laughs> Is that offensive to you and all your people? And he was like, I couldn't give a shit. I'm at uni with a load of white people. This will just make my life easy. So Sheeps uh, had a very, as a lot of young Asian men do, that, you know, we're talking about like Brailsford had a beard in year nine. I think Chital had like a hairy chest in fucking kindergarten. He was a hairy lad. So got there, got there on the Friday Travelled down and I got there and I was like, all right, cool, everyone's ready. We're going to go boozing. It's class- classic uni drinking, like, we'll get on it. Where's, where's Sheeps? Because I always got on with him. Oh, he's getting his, uh, he's getting his, his chest waxed this afternoon. We're like, oh, right. He was like, yeah, he's, you, you wouldn't know this, but he's very, very uh, self-conscious about his uh, chest hair because uh, it's quite thick. It's really, like, really like quite sheep. Like a sheep. sheep. <laughs> like, like the black sheep. <laughs> And everyone was like, so we've been sort of, we don't rib him because he, he is a bit sensitive about him. I was like, right. So he's actually getting his, his chest waxed as we speak. <laughs> so we're all sat around, just fucking around in the house. Hear the front door come in. Sheeps comes in, sheepish. No pun intended, but he was literally, you could tell something I don't wrong. think you can use the word sheepish there and then no, claim not, no pun intended. No, not you fucking lent into he, the pun. <laughs> He was like, Sheeps was being a bit sheepish, but, no pun mate, intended. <laughs> Fuck off. My mate Bondi was like, <laughs> fair one. My mate Bondi was like, don't, let's not take the piss too much because he does get fucking touchy. And Sheeps came in looking, um, you know, under the weather, psychologically. Sheepish. Fuck you. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're all right. You're all right, mate. And this, we were 21, so we're not, we were all cunts to each other. He was like, uh, yeah, um, uh, she uh, she's not finished <laughs> she's just done half of it because she said it was there was too much to do in one hour that I booked and we were like alright apparently he walked in he went she went hello she's Chinese she was Chinese I swear to god I swear to god she was a genuine Chinese waxing person I've got to do the voice so it's not a proper alright yeah, okay. can I do an accent to represent Chinese no, you can do a Chinese... Here's, right. here's the rule with accents. This right. is my rule. You've got to pronounce the words right. 
Because that's what makes it racist when people right. pronounce it wrong. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you say, hello, I am Chinese, that's fine. Because that's what those words are supposed yeah. But if you go, hurrah, me Chinese, what you're saying is Chinese people can't speak those words no, you're right. properly. So the, as long the as- The second one sounded more Chinese though. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, so she, she was like, hello, okay. <laughs> okay, she was like fucking around with the waxing till She was like, um, take your top off. He took his top off quite yeah. you know nervously yeah she turned around clocked the jaguar pelt that he had on his chest and the mo- <laughs> most i love this quote she went ah oh my god so hairy <laughs> a professional waxing person yeah. with no air of professionalism went oh my god you're so hairy <laughs> Then, then started That's doing be it. A hairy man. Oh, to, fuck. Su- to surprise someone who is <laughs> on a daily basis confronted by people who are too hairy. That's all she sees. That's all she deals with. All she sees is someone who's got too much hair and wants some of it gone. In fact, it would be more. It would be more shocking if you had no hair. She was like, "Oh my god, you waste your money. <laughs> You're shiny like baby." But she, he was so hairy. She went, "Oh my god." And then said, you're so hairy. So he's now like, fuck my life. <laughs> she starts going, and apparently the, the whole time she was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> struggling with it. Started working her way up from the bottom. The hour ran out. She had literally got halfway up. She went, <laughs> you're going to have to book him for next week. I've run out of time. Can't finish. Right? So he came home. So he's told the story. We are absolutely, we're in the living room. I have, lo- I have lost it at this point. I'm on the floor, still laughing from, oh my God. He lifted his top up. Oh, sheeps. It was, it was a thing of beauty. From, from the neck down, it was beautiful Jaguar pelt, thick, black, shiny pelt. Then a, an abrupt stop to it. And then a pink little Asian tummy. Perfectly waxed. It looks sore and tender. Oh, fuck me! It was so funny. And that night we were all going out. It was like I can't get anything that fit. It, nothing fits because he put a t-shirt on, and you could see like a ridge. It looked like he was wearing a bra. Fucking amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Oh my god. My favorite story on a similar sort of uh, line was uh, when we were a kid. Uh, one of my so when. When we grew up on our street, there was four of us who were similar ages. So, when it, when I was in year eight, there was two lads in year seven and one in year nine. So we were all within two years of each other, good mates. One called Adam, one called Lee, and one called Bernard. And uh, we just what Bernard? Yeah, he wasn't. He's not a dog. <laughs> or there's a kid called Bernard. There's currently a twenty-seven-year-old man in Liverpool called Bernard. <laughs> Yeah. That's hard work, isn't it? Yeah. His parents, what year were you born? His parents literally signed off on that in 1993. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be no problem with this. <laughs> Do you know what? I was called Vincent for a week. Have I ever told you that? They were going to call you Vincent Adam Rowe. No, my, I don't know what my middle name was going to be, but my granddad's called Vincent. So I was born, first grandchild, and my mum was like, naming after my dad. Yeah, uh, Vincent. We're going to call him Vinny, but his birth certificate will say Vincent. And for a week, she was going, "This is my little baby boy. His name's Vincent." And everyone was going, "What the fuck are you doing in 1992, <laughs> you stupid woman?" So she changed it. What I, names? Well, I, I honestly, I think Bernard is. 
I don't even mind the name, but that's hard, isn't it? Are you a Brazilian footballer? Bernard. Like, but he, he's probably that, the youngest Bernard. Like at, right. at some point, all the other Bernards will be dead. And it'll just be him. Yeah, but their names come back round, don't they? That's not coming back. Do you not think Bernard's coming that, back? That had a fifteen-year period. <laughs> so I always that think that is the Nottingham Forest of names. Yeah. They had they had a good decade, and that that's that. I think that with names, you know, like old women's names, like Ethel and Peggy. Yeah. Like when when I was a kid, no one. You know, they were your gr- grandparents' names. You're like, no one was called that. But then that's come back round. I would love to know when Linda's coming back round. Well, I don't think baby Linda's coming back for a wee while. No, well, Linda's sort of like, um, the, I want to speak to your manager age at the minute, isn't it? It's yeah. like, like 40s. They've got to be grandparents proper before that starts coming back. They, they have to, there has to be no great grandparents left with that name for it to become popular again. So you're looking at about 90 years from now, someone's going to look at another baby girl and go, oh, should we call it Linda? <laughs> Bernard <laughs> and Linda. Have you seen my new kids? <laughs> my new kids, my friend. <laughs> I got some new kids. Oh, such, so Have unhairy. you seen my new kids? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bernard went to. <laughs> Bernard, <laughs> Bernard. I've ne- you know, because I grew up with them. I've never truly appreciated how fucking ridiculous it is that I've got a friend who's younger than me called Bernard until right now. Um, he went to the barbers. Now Bernard used to get a, a, a number one all over. That was his haircut. So he'd just get from a young age just the one and halfway through his haircut the the lecky went in the barber shop oh my god <laughs> so he'd literally done half his hair and uh, he comes he comes literally back around and he's got both his hands on his head so we lived about a 10 minute walk from the barbers right and he comes back around and we're all playing footy on the corner and he's holding his head like this and we're like what are you doing he's like fuck off fucking leave me alone fucking leave me alone fuck off fuck off we're like what are you doing he went fucking lucky he's gone in the barber's <laughs> so like we I think all three of us literally fell over laughing like oh you gotta show us your hair you gotta show us your hair um, and he went in and he wouldn't come out for like a day and a half but even a a, a couple of days later when he come out it still looked absolutely Horrific. fucking ridiculous what had they done just up and round the back and then it stopped they they done so, it, it, so the, the barber by us had a reputation for being quite shit but he was the only local barber right so he, he didn't really stick to traditional barber methods whereas like if you went to get a number one in a proper barber's they'd probably do like th- this this side like and then this bit and then round the back and then this side and then they do the top and they do it in sections so that it all looks nice and neat I think he just like you know like a ki- like you've given a kid in a wacky warehouse something to colour in and they're just <laughs> 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 he's like the demon but he's literally just making his own tracks just fucking around so it, it literally just looked it looked like so, like a, he'd been attacked by a a wild owl <laughs> A wild. <laughs> I love it how you just you tried to get an animal in your head like uh, I tried to get a owl. bird and I nearly said eagle. What <laughs> oh, Liverpool do you live in? <laughs> nearly went for eagle. <laughs> On the streets of Dovecot. The eagle. Oh that's brutal. Sometimes I because sh- I shave my own head and then if you just do a bit of it and if like Laura goes <laughs> and I'm like, Yes mum. <laughs> I, you look like you're going in for an Stick operation down, like you've got a brain tumor like they're gonna have to go in through you know like the shave like when you an operation on your dog where you shave your dog and then that's where the stitches are going 
So you do, but you don't ever want to leave that. You, nothing makes you look more mental than that, and, and then being called Bernard as well. <laughs> Poor lad. What did his mum do? Does he, did they just have to go back? Yeah, they went back like two days later. Oh, my mum would have been sat- at that with this scissors, is a, this you know. This is a Saturday as well, so like the Sunday it was shut. Oh, That's why it took two days. But, mate, I would have, if soon as I'd got home, not that I was ever allowed my head shaved, my mum would have been like, nah, you see, I could have done it in the first place. That bitch was evil with scissors. I She'd think have just they gone did do that, though, it. but it still doesn't take it down to a one, does it? There's no, no scissors in the way. No scissors <laughs> to a one. <laughs> Fucking burn it. Is he all right now? Do you still in touch with him? I don't really speak to him anymore. No. No. We haven't fell out with anything. It's just you, you drift apart. Yeah. You? You're yeah. just apart. Because you yeah. don't want to be like, here's my mate Bernard. <laughs> Is he single? Like, I don't I know. haven't got a clue. You can't call out. If she's, if he's having sex, it, the girl he's with can't call out. <laughs> oh, oh, Bernard. <laughs> Fuck me, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jack Russell turns up out of nowhere. You called. <laughs> Oh, Bernard, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Bernard? Uh, do you know, I've uh, checked the stats on this um, podcast. We are getting lots of downloads in Australia, Canada, and the United States. Wow. And it's some little moments like that where I think that's the funniest shit ever. Bernard? <laughs> Fuck me, Bernard. There must be someone in like Missouri going, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what are these lids doing?" Oh, at least you know what a lid is. Oh my god! So, uh, where have you been gigging the weekend, lad? Well, I had a diary fuck up and had Friday night off, and it was an absolute touch. Thursday, I was in Leyland, so I had this really weird unrock and roll uh, sort of evening of sitting with my granddad, who's nearly ninety-five, for an hour and a half. <laughs> And then within 10 minutes, because the gigs was 10 minutes around the corner, I was on stage and I, I was like, it almost was like too quick a gear change. Like, well, I, don't know, I don't think they give me the right sandwich. <laughs> and the next minute I'm like, hi guys, right, these are my stupid jokes. <laughs> then I had Friday night off for a diary botch up that uh, was meant to be at hot water. They had a system uh, error on their diary. But Binty, that uh, he works the diary at Hot Water, he's a mate of both of ours. Yeah. Couldn't have been more sound about it. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry, mate. Um, but I'll make up for it with uh, uh, the Saturday night. They've got so many gigs at Hot Water in Liverpool. Yeah. I thought I was earning what I was earning. They botched the diary, apologised, put some extra work in down the line to make up for it. And then they have so many gigs on the Saturday that I ended up with exactly the same money I thought I was going to get for two nights <laughs> on the Saturday. On the Saturday. They were like, yeah. is that is that all right? I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do you know what? Uh, I think it's fine. Got a Friday and night off I, playing with your balls. Yeah, I got um, <laughs> Just me and mum. And... <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah, it was a long night, though. It was a long night on Saturday. And luckily, I've got a new bit about the... Uh, the uh, was that five o'clock shows? Yeah, I've got. Yeah. If you've got a new newer bit, doing five shows on a Saturday night is great because you're tuning up a new bit. If you're, I can imagine those got comics who don't change the stuff, and never have new stuff. If you're, or if you've, if you've got a set that's six months a year old because you're going on tour or something, yeah, yeah. doing it five times a night is not good because no. you're like, I know every in and out, I know the breath, I know the, I know, I can't. You don't. It's Maybe hard. you could start fucking around, but Saturday night's not a great night to fuck around loads. It, it's hard. Like, um, 
I, I did Hot Wars a lot over Christmas and that, those Saturdays, some, sometimes we had five shows. That I think the most we did in a day was like seven. Yeah. And seven sets in one day. Um, it, You're sort of between a rock and a hard place because you, you want to work a new bit in. When you've got that many gigs, you're like, I want to at least get a new minute out of this where I've, I, by the end of the day, I'm like, that's that's ready now. But at the same time, I struggle when I'm doing so many sets to sort of be like, have I already said this? So what I try to do is I do the exact same set in the exact same order on a night like that. So I know what I've said because I know exactly what point in this 20-minute monologue that I'm up to. I can't possibly have said this next thing because I would have ordered... Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, it's not a bad way of doing it, really. So on those days, I, I tend to just annoyingly do that. Um, but the the weekend just gone, I had just two gigs a night, so I was doing the Black Bill Comedy Station opening and closing the frog. Yeah. And that's good for... I think that's peak, peak for comedy, you know. You know that second gig? Yeah. Or, like, that's the best you, you ever are as a comic, is when you are doing the second gig of the night... Your first gig, you can all, you can smash it. Don't, don't get me wrong, you can have a good set. It's very common for us to do, just to do one gig. But when you've got a double in, that second gig, I always feel like I'm on absolute fire at the, at the second one. I think on the third, you're already past your sell-by date a little bit. But by the fourth and fifth, I mean, it can, it worked really well. This weekend, I had four, good, four really good ones and then ended on a belter. Yeah. But, I mean, I've had that go the other way loads. Yeah. And I got back... And I felt like tired, like I had a fucking job. <laughs> You've been like, on a shift. Uh, yeah. You're like, God, that is. I pretty pretty much just spent the last nearly twenty years doing stand up to not feel like oh, that was a job. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, luckily it's a good gig. It's a great gig. Hot water. You yeah. couldn't if like a shit gig got successful. We were like, yeah, we basically sell tickets to knobheads. There's loads of stagnants, but we we do five shows. You'd be like, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> you have to pay my mortgage for three months to literally get me to hate my life that many times in one night. Yeah, with the hot water, the crowds are amazing and it's fun. It, it's so it's, it's fine. It's a great club and Black Blackpool and Manchester were fucking phenomenal this weekend as well. Like, uh, on first in Blackpool, not not as well sold because it's out of season in Blackpool so I think there was like 40 people in on Friday and maybe like 80 on the Saturday and it's a new club it's getting there isn't it it is but it's a fucking great room man like to 40 people in great to play 70, 80 people in great to play I'm back there with my tour show in a couple of months and well, it's, well, and it's look, run by a good guy oh he's he's such a nice lad Brian um, and if you are listening and you're in Blackpool go and check it out uh, on whatever nice I think it's open Thursday Friday Saturday at the minute Maybe Sundays as well, but check their website. I think it's Blackpool. They're definitely Blackpool Comedy on Twitter. So go there, and from there you'll find the website and stuff. But go and support that club because it's so 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 fun. Um, when people say support live comedy, it's very it's like a generic thing that a lot of comics say at the end of a set, and we yeah. all need that to happen. That's great because not a lot of famous comics as they disappear up the ranks. There's only some of them drop down and help out yeah. comedy clubs. A lot of them are like, "Wow, I'm done with the circuit. Great," but the circuit needs. It's helping places, but that place is trying to do something really important. It's opening a, a purpose-built comedy club in Blackpool, which is proper, like, got one foot in the 70s and 80s, and you're like, yeah. I'll tell you what, we've still got turns on. Yeah. Like, the mainstream comedy circuit doesn't work nearly any other town or city centre, and in Blackpool, it still goes strong. An alternative comedy, I mean, really... That's what we do, We're the it? mainstream, isn't it? But in, in Blackpool... What Ryan Gleason's trying to do is something important and drag Blackpool into 2020. Yeah, and he's it's hard to sell the tickets. So if you're anywhere on the Fylde Coast, Blackpool, 
and you just want to go and see a, a good comedy club that's in its first stages yeah. of just getting getting it right and it should be so, a massive thing something Ryan said at the weekend is a lot of people locals of Blackpool are put off going to the comedy club in Blackpool because they think it's going to be all Roy Chubby Brown tribute acts and stuff and a lot of people from Blackpool often travel into even as far as Manchester to go to the comedy store well, locals yeah they don't use the town centre and I'm not saying don't travel to the comedy store or or Hot Water in Liverpool if you're from Blackpool do whatever the fuck you want but don't think that you can't go to a great local comedy club in Blackpool that's got acts especially the headliner in Blackpool as good as any any other club it's in, great in, 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 tickets not expensive no it's it's great but I understand why people are put off by Blackpool City Centre because that car park to gig walk is a if you can do that walk and not raise your eyebrows you're either not concentrating or, or you're you've so yeah, because I'm like whoa where yeah. the fuck are we yeah. it's like coming back to the car at 11 10 past 11 and there's a mum with two kids and a double buggy and you're like love where are you going why are you I'm worried about you? Can you? Why are you in town? Why at midnight? Why are you with in a three-year-old? This town. Yeah. Where have you been? It's not like you've you got like. Oh, we're in Bath. I think there might be a place in Blackpool that is spawning single mothers <laughs> at eleven p.m. every Saturday night, and they just fire one out with two kids, and she just has to fend for herself. <laughs> Blackpool soft play. We don't open till seven pm. The kids, the kids usually are like, but you know we've got a license till two am. You know, obviously. obviously I've met him. That guy you're doing an impression of. I've met him several times. Yeah, he's a nice guy. As long as you do the words right, it's not racist to white working class Blackpool people. Thanks very much. Thank you. I hear you're right. <laughs> And then the frog, man, the frog was great this weekend. It was one of those weekends at the frog where, um, and for, for those uninitiated with it, the frog has got a, a reputation amongst comedians where it can be amazing and it can be a bit chatty and leery, especially when you're closing towards the end. And it was just one of those weekends where the audience are up for it. To the Rome was comparing superb Love job. Um, yeah, I had a great weekend. Do you know the frogs, the frog and bucket is changing? Because those that reputation is, I think, an old reputation, and obviously every comedy club has that has, yeah. has those nights where you're like, last time it was lovely, and then on the Saturday you're like, God, it's salty, isn't it? <laughs> like. um, but it, I think it's a massively improved setup, and I think Manchester's changing around the frog. There's more yeah. graduates and young professionals living around there. The, the skyline's changing, yeah. and then obviously, like any comedy club, there's those nights where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. it's not completely changed though. The last few times I've been there, it's been great, and I think Jess again. If we're if we're bigging up Ryan in Blackpool, we've got to big up Jess at the front. Who the show. fuck is that guy? <laughs> oh, Jess, Jess, Jess. <laughs> oh, Jess, one of my bosses at the Frog and Bucket. Where, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, Who sure. the fuck is that girl? <laughs> um, she's done a fucking great job. Um, and then so that that was my Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday night I feel like you're building up to a gig that wasn't as enjoyable. Adam, the floor is yours. You know me so well. We're only five <laughs> weeks in, and you just get me. You know what I mean? Um, so last night was, um, and we're not going to do too much Super Bowl, Super Bowl chat at all, but we were both quite excited about that game, and I yep. really wanted to see it. I've I've been saying to Jade all week, I'm really, really excited about this. I just, all I want to do is get through my weekend of gig. So Super Bowl Sunday, I'm on the couch. I was making my own wings. I bought the ingredients to make my own buffalo sauce. I bought nachos so I can make my own nachos. I was Love like, it. I'm having my own little solo suit. You bought a gun. <laughs> you really went American. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
We made abortion illegal in our house for the day. <laughs> That's literally, I saw myself saying something and you went, there was a pause and I saw you go, fuck it, we're doing it. <laughs> oh, you got a slave anyway. <laughs> she doesn't like to be called that. Her name is Jade and she is my girlfriend. Mine's yeah. called Mum. Fuck, you know. So I was proper excited for it. Like, uh, I've been sort of really looking forward to it all week. And you know when you've got a gig in, and it's in your diary and you know it's there, but you keep forgetting it that you've got it in. <laughs> right? You're just like, I think I've got Sunday off. Oh, no, I've got to go and do that gig. So I was in... I've written it down. I think... I did, was that... <laughs> was that, it was literally there the whole time yeah. and I just kept forgetting even Sunday afternoon I was in like me boxies playing FIFA like I can't wait for the Super Bowl oh, I've got a fucking gig in the fucking middle of this yeah um, it was in Ormskirk for Adam Rushton now yeah, look I, I, I don't mind Rushton at all but I got an email uh, a couple of days before the gig and I was closing All right, it's a little 30 seat gig in a gin bar yeah I've done it Ormskirk yeah. the, the Milo Lounge yeah yeah and he goes, oh, it's a really nice gig. And uh, arrived by nine o'clock. And I was like, to close, nine o'clock. Yeah. And the headline act at nine o'clock. I'm a bit fucking suspect about this. But to be fair, Adam, you might get stuck in traffic. You know, from your bit of Liverpool to Ormskirk, all that Sunday night massive It's a 23-minute drive. It can get very busy. Uh, evening mass. I you know there's a lot of good Catholics I, in the area. I, I could have walked it. <laughs> like... So he told me to get there for nine. So I messaged him on the day and I went, hey, Adam, come on. We're all mates here. What's my stage time? What's my stage time? Yeah. 9.30. I said, okay, I see what you've done. You want me there half an hour early. Okay. And I thought, you know what? I'll behave. I don't want anyone to be able to have any reason to say this was my fault. I left my house at 8.30. I parked up. I walked into the building at 9.02. It's not started. Oh, the gig started. All right. But the middle section hasn't, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, 10 past 9, middle section starts. Compared does 12 minutes. Uh, the first of two middle acts, who's meant to do 10, does 15. The second middle act does 10. And then, for a 30-people comedy night, 30 fucking people, there was a 32-minute interval, right? And literally, at one, I think I pissed the owner off, and I don't think I'll ever get to do the gig again. And you know what? case of fucking raw because <laughs> everyone sat you will never play Ormskirk again <laughs> sir everyone sat down ready to go and the owner went outside for a ciggy and he was just taking ages and uh, like the, the compere was like oh we've got to wait for him to come back in and in the end I went mate we're good to go <laughs> we did the fucking gig and he looked at me and he went oh I didn't realise you were in a rush I went kind of I'm sorry mate Got yeah. so 20 past 10 I finally got on stage arrive at 9pm I got on stage at 20 past 10. Yeah. I had to do, I think I was meant to do half an hour. It was a tight 19. Uh, and I, I got me money and got off. But by the time I got home, I didn't have time to make me fucking wings. <gasps> didn't have time to make me nachos. I had to have a McDonald's watching oh, the, the Super same. Bowl. It's not the same. I wanted homemade buffalo wings. I bought frozen chicken wings with no spice on nothing, just plain old fucking chicken wings to make myself. I, I didn't buy buffalo sauce. I bought white wine vinegar, Frank's red hot sauce, cane pepper, garlic powder, and I bought everything. It's all untouched. It's all in a bag in the kitchen because I didn't make my own fucking wings. You just had to use McDonald's sweet and sour dip. 
It's not the same. I literally had to use McDonald's sweet curry sauce to dip the chips <laughs> into. It was so fucking abysmal. So this is a shout out to every fucking promoter in the country. Start trusting comedians. If we're on stage at 20 past 10, tell us we're on stage at 20 past fucking 10. I don't want to arrive an hour and 20 minutes. What if I wanted to double that night? You've got to be here by nine. Why? Oh, just in case anything happens and we cancel the middle section and just make it. If I if I was in the middle, I could have arrived ten minutes after I was told to arrive. Yeah, fucking pissed off. I remember doing a gig for Off the Curb, one of the uh, big London promoters when I was starting out. So this is years ago, and they were like, "You've got to be there for five thirty to do a sound check." I was like, "Oh God, that seems really early." Like a fucking absolute <coughs> newbie, I'm there for half past five. Colchester takes like on an afternoon takes like five hours I was living in Manchester at the time got there and I walked in and the, the people who worked at the venue were like what the fuck are you doing here it's like um, hi I'm one of the comedians um uh I'm new can you tell um it says a 5 30 p.m sound check and then it's a 7 30 start they were like it starts more like 8 30 quarter to nine. Oh my god a uh, cold walk round Colchester just because off the curb a shit <laughs> bags early. and they're like yeah let's just tell them really early, just to get them in the town because then it's safe and it so that's what they do they treat you like fucking children and don't get me wrong some promoters will listen to this and go yeah but some promoters are fucking children fine treat them like children don't treat all comics like children because yeah. if you do it'll be the promoter that cried wolf it starts at nine you need to be there for nine I'll just start adding an hour for, for like yeah but I'm just giving you a bit of twat tax on that because yeah. I know you've taken the piss and then that'll sting when it's like oh god we, we did start at nine you know like yeah just, just, look, just treat right. everyone like I tell us half an hour before our stage time that's the that's when we need to be in to be just, fair well I don't even agree like I, I think ha you need half an hour wiggle room you, you need because to aim things for that. go wrong yeah you need to aim for and that and also if you don't ask for half an hour we know several bell ends if you tell them 8pm show start they're like yeah well I'll just roll in at two minutes too because I don't give a shit they're the dickheads who ruin it for everyone else yeah so th there's a, a common problem here isn't there so promoters you need to f certainly as far as you can trust comedians that if you know if the show starts at eight, we know we've got to be there by quarter to ten to at the absolute latest. We, we'll be there. You're not going to be panicking. And other comedians, can you stop being a fucking nightmare and walking in at one minute to showtime? I've been guilty of this. I'm not going to do it anymore. We need to fix this fucking problem. It's a big thing. And I yeah. think inadvertently here, we've done our first have a word. Of the <laughs> <after> <laughs> Honestly, have a word with all the promoters who are liars. Yeah. Who are li you're not running a fucking nursery. Just be honest with grown-ups. Yeah. And then also, all the other pret like pretend grown-ups who are going, I do comedy and then fucking Peter Pan, get in a gig at a reasonable time because you are making promoters twitchy and nervy. And it's like gigging for your granddad. Like, Ooh, what time did you say you were being <laughs> You need to allow traffic Liverpool to Ormskirk to Nightmare on a Sunday. No, it's not. <laughs> Shut up, you old fucker. I think there was three other cars on the road. <laughs> Everyone looking at you like, where are you going? <laughs> Go home. It's Super Bowl, dickhead. Take a nice dip. There's a, there's a single mother with two babies like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> She's judging me. <laughs> I'm going to Blackpool. I know that. For some heroin and some soft play. <laughs> yeah, have a word, guys. Start telling comedians when they're going to be on and not an hour and a half before. Oh, yeah. Stop being, everyone stop being late. If we're talking about timekeeping, just stop being fucking late. 
Like, just for anything. Don't be that bellend who's like, do you know why I love doing this podcast with you? You go, I'll be there for 12.30. You turn up at 12.30. <laughs> so it's like, fucking, how easy is that? Then you, today you're like, can we just do it a little bit later? I was like, absolutely no problem. Because I know you're, you, when you give me that, so it'd be 1.30 and you turned up at 1.30. Yeah. How, like, how remarkable is that? That I'm like, isn't that great? It's not, <laughs> it's not great. It's just fucking polite. But it, it, it stands out because some people are like, oh yeah, I, just, I forgot that sometimes it takes a long time to open my front door. You're just fucking selfish. <laughs> it really pisses me off. People who can't time keep pisses me off. If you're on a date and someone turns up late, I'm out. I think honestly, that should be. You should just walk. I have I have this argument with Jade all the time, and a anyone who's followed me for a while will know this. Fo the following story. I'm not sure whether you know it or whether you ever seen me do it on stage. This is a true story. So, um, a few years ago, I was doing the Belfast Empire gig, right? And I, I asked Jade, "Will you pick me up from the airport the next day?" And she was like, "Yeah, what time do you get in?" I was like, "What uh, <laughs> one o'clock?" Right? And she texted me and was like. I've just checked the, the flight thing and it says there's no plane that lands from Belfast at one o'clock. So it, is it half one or 11 in the morning? And I went, right, it's half one, but I told you half an hour earlier so that you had half an hour to be the half an hour late that you were definitely going to be and you still wouldn't be fucking late, right? <laughs> so she's like, you cheeky fucking cunt. I'm coming to pick you up from the airport, blah, 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 blah. And I went, look, it's a fairly reasonable assumption considering you've been late for everything we've ever fucking I know done. You. I know you I can tell you You've got I'm giving you that Half an hour window But now you know It's half one So I'm not going to be late I said well why don't we Have a bet then Let's have an actual bet Right So <laughs> she went Well what is it I went how about this Right If uh, I can't remember What her win was If she was on time Right But my win Was an hour's worth Of blowjob time Like a stop and start If I come in three minutes Three minutes is off the clock <laughs> right that was li that was literally the, the, the best and she was like fine I'll be fucking on time so uh, the next day I get off the plane out the airport I'm looking she's not here right so I gave her a little 10 minute window I was like Haha, I've won and then I rang her and the smugness in my voice I was like ah <laughs> I fucking knew you were gonna be late I fucking told you and that was worth a blowjob for me ah <laughs> And she goes, I've been in quite a serious car crash. Right. <laughs> so it was a, it was a, she, <laughs> she'd slid in Skemmersdale, um, going around a bend, hit her car into like the, the bit that upholds a bridge. Right. Oh, she throws dear. her car off. Oh dear. And she was like, Ugh. I was like, are you okay? She went, I'm absolutely fine. I'm not, I'm a bit shaken up, but I'm not here. There's no, there's no problems. Uh, but yeah, I can't come and pick you up from the airport. So I went, babe, I'll get a taxi. It's absolutely no problem at all. Um, but but you have lost the bet. <laughs> Even with whiplash, I need those blows. She's jobs. lost the bet. Yeah, she lost the bet. It wasn't yeah. like it. If you are on, and the reason she crashed her car was because she was rushing because she was late. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, yeah. So um, we, we had a massive fallout about this. She was like, "This is disgusting." Chanting his best, and also, I wasn't late. I was absent And I was like What the fuck Are you trying to get out On the second class She went Did I turn up at the airport I said no She went So I'm not late I'm absent I went, What the fuck do you mean She went Well right If you don't go to school On a Tuesday And you go in on the Wednesday You're not late On the Tuesday anymore Are you You were absent <laughs> Good reason dude. And I went Yeah but 
that that's because there's like fixed time periods of when school starts and ends. Like y- you're late, you didn't turn up at the airport yeah. because it was a schedule. She was like, it doesn't fucking matter, it doesn't matter. I went so. W- you can never be late. She went, no, if I ever go to Liverpool Jam at an airport, then I, I will be late ever again. But uh, <laughs> Mate, that is such a shitty technicality she's trying to get out of it there. Then we went on holiday and she made me book it from Manchester Airport. <laughs> Just to knock suck it was your cheaper, dick. It was, cheap, it was cheaper to go from Liverpool. And it's so much easier for us to get to. I'm not going from Liverpool because then you'll win the bet. She's literally written off her local airport yeah. just to not lose a bet. And then she forgot at one point, and I asked her to pick me up again. I think it was coming back from, it might have been coming back from there again, or some some other gig where y- y- you fly in from, maybe Dubai, or no, Dubai, I flew to London, wherever it was, and she turned up at the airport, and I got in the car with a big smile on my face. She went, what the fuck's the matter with you? And I went, you've lost the bet. And the blood that drained from her face, she was so upset. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I did enforce me winnings. I've had them now. Yeah, you've had it all. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I do 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 do. Adam God is really fucked. Let's let's do a feature. I fucking love this bed. Right on, have a word. We have a word. But I also want to throw in a new feature. Okay. Would you rather's? Okay, so you've got some would you rather? Because you famously, I've done a podcast with you where you famously threw out the would you rather have nipples for dicks or dick? <laughs> would you or rather dicks for have? Nipples. Would, well, hang on. Would you oh. rather have your dick be the size of your nipples? That's it. Or your nipples be the size of your dick? Now, right. the, the credit for this goes out to Carl Riegler, my best mate who currently lives in Japan. Uh, he, uh, he he gave me this conundrum a while back, and. Yeah, so before we start this, if anyone wants to get in with their answer about that, tweet us at haveawearpod or Instagram us at haveawearpod. You can even email us at haveawearpod at gmail.com. Would you rather your penis be the size of your nipples or your nipples be the size of your dick? And we we, we, we ironed out some things with this last time. One of the things is if you choose to have dick-sized nipples... They also act like dicks, so whenever you actually get erect, they get erect. Whenever yeah. you come, they come too. Yeah. Um, I decided that that's the way to go because I would never want... I mean, I'm already packing a pretty average... But I can't go any smaller. Do you know what I mean? I'm not downsizing. I'm already a hatchback. I'm not going to like a fucking, you know, <laughs> Cinquecento. A there's no Yeah, not... I can't do that. Can't leave that much space in the garage. There's not... Yeah. I think on the I would pod- take my little two erect fucking dick nipples. <laughs> I really would. I'd just pin it. I'd just tape them down. I, like, I think, yeah. I mean, that's the obvious one, isn't it? To say I want dick nipples, <laughs> which is a great I'm not sentence. having a fucking nipple-sized dick. Yeah. Then again, if there's old people getting in touch and then they're having sex anymore, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone who might have a, a nipple dick. You might choose the What, micro-penis? That that shit's real. It is real. And listen, there might be people listening through it going, that guy's, I have a micro-dick. And 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 if you do, if you you do have a micro-dick, what we want to know from you is, would you swap it for six-inch nipples? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if anyone is living through having a micro-dick, they'd swap it for a fucking baked potato. (laughs) They would swap it for literally anything that just did any damage 
and he'd be like, well, it's weird. It's a, it's a light potato shape, but at least I can feel something. Actual fucking s- Trying to fucking thumb in your nipple. Uh, I'm telling you, no one's going to get in touch because no one's going to be like, hi, guys, could you have a word with my dick? <laughs> it's the size of a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> nipple dicks. Right. So that was a ridiculous have a word, but I like it. I like the game. If that was got- a ridiculous would you rather you mean? Uh, sorry, what did I say? You said a ridiculous have a word. <laughs> oh, yes, sorry. Remember what feature we're doing. Sorry, you? sorry, love. The dementia's kicking in. <laughs> it <ain't> really is. <laughs> Mom. Um, <laughs> if you've got one for us, if you've got one that you'd like to uh, pose to us, it's just a simple game of would you rather. And uh, if it's absolutely dreadful, we'll not say it out loud. But if it's, uh, if it's reasonably amusing, we'll give it a go. I'm going to work through some of these. I'll take them off and then we'll never do them again. Adam Rowe. I'm reading these. <laughs> would you rather okay. not eat pizza for a year or only be able to eat pizza? Not eat pizza for a year. Right. That's such an open goal. Eh? Yeah. Dead easy. It's easy one. I could live without pizza. I don't, I'm not a big pizza guy. Not a big pizza guy. Like, I like it, but it I'm has to be really guy. good. So, the, there's a place in Liverpool called American Pizza Slice. Yeah. And other than John's on Bleecker in New York, American Pizza Slice is the best pizza I've ever had. Is it anywhere. near the Burnout Cathedral? Yeah, near the Bombdog Church, yeah. Oh, what did I call the it? Burnout Cathedral. <laughs> What's it really called? The Bombdog Church. Church. Because it, it, it wasn't Burnout, it was Bombdown, and it's not a cathedral, it's a church. So, <laughs> so we, we sort of went with the obvious. Yeah, thing. I mean, I, I it did make sense. Like, if you could, It's the smoked out synagogue. <laughs> is it the windowless place of worship? <laughs> How to look like a tourist in living? Are they kids? It's the muddied mosque. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got the not finished temple? Is it anywhere near? It's the uncleaned community centre where the Quakers go. <laughs> You'd miss it. You'd miss it, wouldn't you, Pizza? But the, of course, the alternative is, you know, when you wake up for that, uh, like after a month of pizza, morning, noon, and night. Yeah, I, you, you would look like a fucking murder for a bowl of cornflakes. See, this this and is like, such pizza. This again. is such an easy one for me because having the same thing constantly is just a fucking nightmare. So, and I, I my favorite like sort of junk food is probably salt and pepper chicken, like salt and chili, like with five spice shit from a Chinese, and I would I'd I'd live without that for a year. Rather than just eat that Every day, yeah Easy Did you watch Super Size Me When it was on back in the day? No That's a really good watch Where he Because obviously they have the breakfast menu And he just Is it Morgan Spurlock? He 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 got his bloods done He's got like a health checkup And at the time I think he was about 30 35 years old And he's a perfectly healthy bloke for his age And within a month His kidneys were shutting down Because he was just so lacking in nutrient and his body was having to process so much crap that they put in the McDonald's and that was even and and the thing that at the time with they had supersized fries and everything and if at the drive-thru or at the restaurant they were and would you like to go supersized with that he had to say yes (laughs) so and it was there's I think halfway through the film he's trying to eat and he's about two weeks in and he's just physically sick after trying to eat another McDonald's like his body's going get this shit out of me it's just poisonous. It, I, I eat junk food a lot. I eat junk food a lot. Like but just lot. one junk food, you've got to yeah. balance that out. Yeah, I, I, so that's a, that's an open goal for me. Jimmy McGee's got a great line about um, 
about comedian Jimmy McGee's got a great line about McDonald's, which is simple. Like, mate, if you're over 30, eating McDonald's is essentially self-harm. <laughs> it's fucking so true. Done. Uh, Final right. answer, Chris. I like it. Um, would you rather be able to run at 100 miles an hour or be able to fly at 10 miles an hour? Fly at 10 miles an hour? Really? What? Be what? able to fly at 10 miles an hour. Fly. Yeah. Fly. I can all, I, I'm pretty quick, me. I reckon I'm probably on 89 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, the way you said that, you, I know, I think you were like, there's a, there's like, obviously I'm joking, but there was just a second when I saw something in your eyes like, yeah, but lads, you are quite fit. Just because Liverpool are trouncing the league, you're not fucking Sadio Mane. No, I am pretty fast, though. You know, I am quite fast for me size. Really? Yeah. How are you at changing direction? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like you'd be very fucking quick round a tight corner, mate. I reckon straight line. I probably hit 60, 70 mile an hour. <laughs> Like, if you give me long enough to, to get me long enough, how long are you doing it for? I tell you what, when he honestly, when he gets into that fifth minute, the speed really gets up. You'd be dead by the end of the fucking road. <laughs> Look, I'm not claiming to be the quickest out of the trap, right? My acceleration's not there yet, and I'm working on it. But top speed, 60, 70 mile an hour. All right, cool. So that extra 30 mile an hour. I'd happily forego that to be able to fly. Could you imagine if, if the 100 miles an hour you got up too quickly, how, if you just got blessed, it like from a, the, like, it'd have to be a godlike gift to you, how at 27 years old, Adam, Adam Rowe now is, uh, he's actually come through the qualifying for the Olympics. And, uh, I mean, he does stand out, doesn't he? Four black guys from America, three Jamaicans, and a 16 stone white guys. <laughs> Uh, representing Liverpool, <laughs> yeah, like, in your fucking, in your fucking retro candy Liverpool kit, like, yeah, right? <laughs> Vol- <laughs> just the world of science just confused. Just like, you'd spend the next two weeks getting tested for steroids and be like, this cunt's juicing something. I'm just like, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just born this way. So yeah, I, I I'd choose to be able to fly because I'm already quick. Why? Why? Why would you? Fl- what were you gonna do with ten miles an hour flight? Like, <gasps> look at him! Look at him! He's flying, mom! Mommy, look, he's flying, and he's up in the air. And then you just like, are you fucking mental? Where are you going? It doesn't matter. Like just like just to be able to fly at all, one mile an hour, I would choose that. And what are you gonna do with it? Just fly. To where? Anywhere. I'd be able to run faster than where are you gonna fly to? The shops. Gradually, I just be able to have a look at stuff. You'd after you'd fly to Ormskirk to do that gig, and you'd still be late. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd still be fucking early. <laughs> Defo, you'd still miss your stage. It's only twenty be. miles away. I'd be the Olympic champion of every form of running. I think you're forgetting that, like, you can't fly. No human can fly. You'd be like a marvel. You can fucking fly, Daniel. Yeah, it's true. imagine being in an argument with someone and just being like, "I've had enough of this," and you can just. Flows uh, by. I'm off. 
<laughs> yeah, but then about four minutes after the advert, after, after the advert, after the argument, you'd still be like within earshot. That guy's still a cunt. I heard that. <laughs> he just floats away very slowly over the trees. Fuck him. So would you choose the running one? I choose the running. Why? Because I'd just be the Olympic champion of fucking everything. Yeah, but I'd be the only person who could fly. Yeah, but you just look a bell end when you were doing it. You are. Do you know how how bored people would get of that? Be like, oh my god, there's a guy that can fly. It'd be amazing. And then they'd be like, watch him fly. And it and you just it'd be that one. You've got one trick, and it's boring after a while. <laughs> just watching you float. You right, Adam? Yeah, you're right. You still fuck. Can you can you do anything sound, else apart from fly? You know what? You know what this sounds like. It sounds like. I can actually fly and you've had too much coke and alcohol and we've having a fallen out and you're like do you know what mate you've got one trick and it's fucking boring <laughs> I'm getting annoyed with you like you can actually fly yeah, yeah. you've got one trick and I'm not fucking interested in it I'm going for a run I'm going to Coventry and back I'll see you in five minutes <laughs> also with the running like if you could run at 100 miles an hour have you ever put your head out the window of a car at like 15 you're like fuck like no, what, I'm what, not a dog. It would really. You? No, have you never tried to put your head out of a window. No, no I haven't. Giving it a go. No. Have you, have never you, have put, you done that? Have you ever put the hand, your hand out the window on a yeah. motorway? Yeah. It fucking hurts. So 100 miles an hour is going to be a fucking nightmare. You know, if you just go for a jog and you come back and you've got all this. You go with like a full Moeekin to make you more aerodynamic and you just like run with your head down. Yeah. Put your head down. Fucking run. Also, where are you running at 100 miles an hour? Yeah. It just in competition, but how far? Like, if you can run at 100 miles an hour, that doesn't mean you can just stop on a pinhead. So, you're going to be doing the 100 meters and then ending up fucking running into the stadium and killing some poor old cunt in a wheelchair <laughs> who got the disabled tickets. That guy's fast, but he can't slow down for shit. <laughs> yeah. Just a massive padded area as I twat it into it. Definitely test these guys for fly. some Russian fucking fly. fly. I'd fucking fly. I'm not convinced about that. Right, one more. And then we'll crack on with uh, have some have a words. How old are you now? 28. You're 28 years old. Would you rather live to 85 years old with your health? So you're healthy, you just go at 85, peaceful. Granddad Adam just fucking died in his sleep. Yeah. Or win a hundred million pounds now. And be dead at 50. Dead at 50? With 100 mil? Yeah. Yeah. At dead at 50 without the 100 mil. <laughs> Would you take 50? That's enough, isn't it? I've actually got a routine at the minute that I say I'm going to kill myself at 50 because it's it's enough. <laughs> Is that you've done? Yeah. I mean, if, Is that if, literally how bad you feel about your potential health that you're like, I'll take 50? Do you know what? It's, it's quite a funny one considering my routine because what I say is I, I'm going to kill myself at 50 because I know how unhealthy I am. But if I thought I could make it to 80, I would stay alive. So it's a very interesting... Uh, I, I think I'd... For, for the sake of having 100 mil, I, I'd say I'd be happy to die at 50 and just fucking smash the next 22 years in. I think 100 million is so much yeah. that you'd be like... Oh, like I, I'm 39 next yeah. month, and for 100 million, I'll be like, "Well, that is a lot, though, isn't it?" I'll yeah. take a ball 11 in years. 11 years. I'd give Liverpool 50 million towards Mbappe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How much of a Liverpool fan are you? You've got 100 million. You're dead at 50. Right. Kylian Mbappe. There you go. Yeah. 
I absolutely would though. If they were like we're fifty mil short, I'd be like, yeah. Ten million. What if I changed it to ten ten million? Live to eighty five with your health or ten million and you're dead at fifty? I'd still take the ten I still think I think ten million and a hundred million are closer together than a hundred pounds and ten grand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, I know what you mean. Like I still don't think I could spend the ten million. I'd I'd you, yes, you fucking. Yeah, I could if you really tried, but I'd have, I'd still have a, just as good a life as I would with a hundred million with ten million. Would you stay in Liverpool with a hundred million, or would you be like, would you be out like the Côte d'Azur and fucking I'd buy Caribbean? The two bedroom house I'm in right now. God, <laughs> <laughs> that's so working class. But get it fucking pimped out. No, I get suspension on my two bedroom house. I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking globe trotting. So I'd buy it. Just put me dad in it. Make sure he's alright. I think that's the argument with a with a hundred. If you won a hundred million and you're like from a crappy northern town, like what? So you could be you could go to one of these places where the uber wealthy are, and just be another bell end with like, oh my god, what has he got? Just a hundred million, <laughs> or I could go back to Preston <laughs> and fucking ball out. Yeah, that'd be the richest man in Preston. I'd just be in nightclubs, just going, you get a drink, <laughs> you get a drink, you're gonna buy me a drink. <laughs> Yeah, but I think once you get known as the guy with 100 million in Preston, you just, every time you go in a nightclub and don't buy everyone a drink, you're like, all right, it's tight arse again. <laughs> I'm on 17 grand a year, Norbert. <laughs> what would you pay? I don't think I could do it for 10. I'm 39 next month. <laughs> but for 100, I'd be like, I'd take 11 years rich as fuck. Would but you? I mean, 85 with your health was pretty good, isn't it? Also, Adam, you're pretty good at stand-up. The way you're projecting, you could do all right. 85. We could still be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey? Would you rather fuck off <laughs> or fuck off? <laughs> still gigging for Adam Rushton. I tell you another name. I'm gigging that. Question. <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? And I don't remember who that was, that clip. <laughs> Can you imagine if I how old are you? You're thirty nine. Yeah. So you're eleven years older than me. Can you imagine if I'm eighty five and you're ninety six and we're still in this room? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Take we're in these hats. <laughs> Turns out, now you've asked that question, I would take hundred and fifty quid and be dead at fifty. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. That was fucking funny bullshit. Oh. Here's a word from our sponsor. A moment of your time, if you do not mind. Me and Adam are doing live shows, and we'd like some people to come and see us. The young wunderkind Adam Rowe Lid is doing a national tour, so there's tickets all over the shop. Some are selling fast. Go and see The Young Lid Live. I've seen the boy work. It's pretty fucking good. And if you like him on a podcast, you'll definitely like the stuff he's had time to prepare and practice at comedy shows. AdamRowe.co.uk is the website. You can join his mailing list at Adam Rowe Comedy. You have to sift through a load of stuff about congratulating himself on being a Liverpool fan. But after that, it gets pretty funny. Have a watch of him on Roast Battle. I think that's coming up. I'm also doing a one-man show at the Leicester Comedy Festival and I'm not sure if it's going to sell. So it's at Peter's Pizzeria. I did the venue last year. It's a lovely little sort of 70-seater room above a, a really nice pizzeria in the middle of Leicester. If you're anywhere in the East Midlands or you're at the Leicester Comedy Festival, do come and watch the show. It's Sunday the 23rd of February. I would appreciate it. 
And if you want to find a link for tickets, it will be on my Twitter at Dan Has a Podcast. That's my Twitter handle. Full commitment. All right. See you later. If you'd like us to have a word with somebody you know, send us an email to haveawordpod at gmail.com. This is Have a Word, the new way to tell your mates what's up. Hi, Adam and Dan. Have a word with my mate, please. She loves her car and buys loads of stuff for it, but recently she's taken it too far. She bought some new coils for a car to lower the... Literally, I'm such a fucking... I'm like, really? Coils? I don't know what that is. She bought some new coils for a car to lower the suspension, meaning she won't be able to get over speed bumps or because she's lowered it, proper lowered it. She lives around the corner from me and the village town we're in is absolutely full of speed bumps. She's even having to change her route to work to go the long way around to avoid bumps in the road. Not to mention she'll be the bell end with the car two inches from the floor. Clue her in for her own sake. Thanks, Rebecca. Right, well something i feel so unmanly when there's a girl emailing in about a girl who knows about cars and i'm like oh coils <laughs> that what she want just avoiding pregnancy what so she's got a, she's basically a girl racer she's, she's a boy she's a boy girl racer and she's turned a fucking fear punto into a <laughs> a super impressive because the shit of the car <laughs> the shit of the car that gets done the more daft it looks like you know like if it's a BMW 3 Series and it looks kind of rude boy but when it's like you know your fucking Citroen Saxo like zooped up like those old Rustlers adverts do you remember them when it was like people in like a Citroen with like a fucking microwave in the back of the car <laughs> do you remember, remember that the pimp, what the actual advert or do you remember I remember Pimp My Ride Pimp My Ride that was with Tim wasn't it Tim Westwood the British one was yeah. the American one was with Exhibit yeah Tim Westwood, man. What a fucking enigma of a human he is. <laughs> I can't believe he's like... Honestly, he's about 75. He's 75 years old. He's 180. He's 197 years old. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> but he's not, though. Yeah, but he's still alive. <laughs> he's the ghost of Tim Westwood. The ghost of Man, Tim- this is wicked. We're putting in a fucking microwave into an Austin Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? He must sometimes be like, what am I doing? This life is bullshit. I don't think he does, though. I think he's just Tim Westwood, and he? he's just living his best life. He's so got no self-awareness. And I'm jealous of people who've got no self-awareness because you just get to be... Dickhead. You just get to be exactly who you are. Yeah, man. And everyone's like, aren't you acting like a knob? He's like, no, not really, mate. I'm just being me. I am yeah. just Tim. His nappy with yeah. Yeah. no regrets. <laughs> not intelligent <laughs> enough to have that like self-awareness to be like... Oh, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. That's pro- maybe what's happening with uh, Rebecca's mate that's lowered the car. She's like, no, I think it looks good. Vroom! Vroom! Is it the dump valve that makes the gears go? See, if we were talking about what you do with 100 million, I'd be the twat that pimped out my Volvo. Oh, no, I'll tell you what I'd do. I wouldn't, I'd get a shit car and make it look shit from the outside. But soup it the fuck up on the it's inside. It's got a fucking Bentley engine in it. Yeah, like really, like a fucking amazing tuned up Mercedes AMG engine. So you'd literally just pull alongside me in an like, 06 Transit. <laughs> fuck it, like a Citroen Picasso people's carrier. Like a, literally like a baby on board sign. Wheelie in a Citroen Picasso. <laughs> and it'd be like, and I'd let it get a bit fucked up and dusty looking and just like have one of the reg plates slightly screwed up. But actually, if you lift the bonnet, there's an amazing like V8. 
and, and like knobheads would pull up to me and they'd hear a rumbling and be like must be an articulated lorry somewhere and I'd be there in my Citroen Picasso looking over with like two baby seats in the back <laughs> going yeah rev, like do you want to rev up and they'd be like fucking rip you off and then just like <laughs> wow that'd be so satisfying how how many times do you stop and traffic lights and you're in like a fast and furious standoff with the people in the other lane what are you talking about do you never feel that do you never feel that when you're next to someone at the front if you're at the front of the lights yeah I feel like there is an unspoken thing between the person next to you going if you look that's a basically fight some motherfucker you, I, I hardly ever look because I really like I don't want the passive aggressive sort of like are we racing do you I, never feel that no I am sure people listening to this if you were at the lights and there's two lanes going the same way I feel an innate pressure to race the person next to me. And I don't, because I've got Volvo. I do. And three points. I, I race people in the streets. Like, I just walk on oh, Yeah. And I don't even tell them. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm going to beat you, home, And you don't live with me, but I'll get some miles before you do. <laughs> do you not do that? No. You don't just walk and race people. In your head, you're like, we're racing. Yeah. Mate, we, we have not come off well from this Have a word I think we need to have a word with ourselves <laughs> I'm imagining racing people at light And you're walk, speed walking going, I'm the winner no, of this walking no, race you, you can't speed walk Because then you're cheating You've got to walk at, like You've got to look like you're normal walking Alright, but you're but really you, trying But yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to beat them to where you want to go Do you ever commentate on the overtake? Yeah, in my head Adam, Adam <laughs> Taking the inside line Round the oh, post the office. Up on the rise and it looked like he had no chance here, but oh, he's beaten that guy in the car jacket. <laughs> he's beaten the old lady with the Zimmer frame. So this girl's souped the car up, but it's it's negatively affected her life. <laughs> yeah, she's lowered a fucking car and there's loads of speed bumps. Yeah, but so what? I reckon Rebecca needs to fucking chill. Let her mate do whatever she wants to her car. Well, there's a yeah, there is a point, you know. The when you people when you're dicking with your car and you're putting eyelashes on like a fucking bell end. I think there's something quite sexy about like a. You know, there's eyelashes on my car. <laughs> there is. Is there? Yeah. That's not. There, there is. Don't say there's that on a eyelashes. podcast. That's going to really badly affect your tour sales. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just lost a load there, of listeners. Like what? There, there isn't. But I, 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 I imagine might if do it, it was. Now. Yeah. Imagine just turning up to tour it's just me on my own. <laughs> in, a, in, like a, in a pink VW Beetle. <laughs> I fucking love a VW Beetle. Oh, a pink one. Any colour. With eyelashes. Yeah. I'd love to soup up a fucking Citroen Picasso. <laughs> Come on, let's make this podcast work, because we've got a lot of money to waste on bullshit. <laughs> Guys, really, tell a friend, support the podcast, because I want to make some dollar... Well, it, Really do support this podcast, and if we can make a hundred mil off it, we promise to both kill ourselves at fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be, be a fucking great episode, the suicide episode. I'm not going to be able to tell my wife about that one. <laughs> She's find both dead. Can you pick Etta up from school? We're doing a tour date. Where are you doing it? Switzerland. <laughs> where are we? Do, where are we doing the? Where, we have to do the live show for the suicide. Yeah, Doncaster. Doncaster. <laughs> Let's see ourselves out in style. The Donny Dome, Doncaster Dome. There's going to be people travelling from all over the world. They, those listeners in Australia and Canada and stuff, they're coming to the Donny Dome gig. For the, for the suicide finale? Yeah. 
We're trying to a death cult. We start, oh, start the podcast in a spare room in Chester <laughs> and we're planning mass suicide in Doncaster. You'll, Donnie will see me come in with my souped up Picasso. <laughs> right, I don't care, man. She can do what she wants, but you, the, yeah. the, Re, Rebecca's mate, you do look like a bell end. When you can't get over speed bumps, you look like a fucking Quendo. Yeah. Although, I think it's kind of hot. Girl Racers is kind of scally and a bit hot. Are you into that? Oh, I think I am, you know. Really fucking her hair, like, really jammed back You're on You're into head. that, like, shit music from, like, the early noughties, aren't you? What was it? H2O. Do you remember that band? H2O. <laughs> what, what? H2O? Do you not remember that? No, mate. That, that song? And they had, like, fucking I thought you were gonna two go... proper Gale Racers and some, oh, like, right. black rapper in the middle, and they were singing, like... Got to go, I'm a feeling man. <laughs> when they tried to do the hip hop, like like a hip hop video, except except it was a British one and the cars weren't as good. Thinking about you, love shy it was called. I'm a love shy. Oh yeah, I know you. Yeah, tell you what, Adam, you've got a lovely voice. Thank you. I uh, I turned down a career in singing to did you to be an Olympic runner and then decided I was too fast for that. So do you know? I'm looking back over this episode. There's quite a lot of humble brags going on. One. <laughs> like yeah I did really well I was good at maths got a dad good air level could have gone to Cambridge but I punched someone in a punt uh, and yeah I am very fast in a in a straight line <laughs> and I've got a great voice I have got a really good voice you ready? have you? give me give me any song right um, Ave Maria oh, oh my god <laughs> don't sing with your eyes back in your head what the fuck was that? You look like you were doing zot like oh that was awful. I didn't even hear that because you look that bad. You just went oh. That's me lazy eye. I can't help. It was both of them. Don't blame your fucking lazy eye. That's not fire eye. That was both of your eyes. You just went oh. Ave Maria. I'm turning this fucking mic down. Holy shit! That was like the Undertaker joined the male voice choir. Ave Maria. Need to be higher. higher. No, because I'm a tenor, okay. dickhead. No, you little pedo. I'm, <laughs> I'm a tenor. I know where I am. Ave Maria. Give <laughs> me another song, not like a church one, but like a banger, like a chart, chart hit. Right. Okay. Um. Uh. What's a uh, what's a got fucking I don't know. It's not too many songs to choose from. What's popular? <laughs> what's a what, God? I sounded so old. And what's a popular mu- music Granddad song? Daniel's here today. What <laughs> song do you want to listen to? Daniel? We'll meet again. <laughs> One of the bangers. <laughs> don't know where. Higher. It's don't not know unusual. Where. Um. Fly me to the moon. There's a bit of a crooner one. It's a nice one to sing. Fly me to the moon. Higher. Let me the stars. Let me see what spring is like. Oh, the eyes. The fucking eyes. In other words. Literally, everyone's like, just kill yourself quicker, dickheads. Don't, let's not wait till you're 50. Now. Uh, right, oh. Rebecca. I don't think we helped there because I think I sort of want to bang you, mate. Even though I don't know who she is. <laughs> There's no speed bumps by Dan's, and his wife's out. So get round here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, do whatever you want with your car, Rebecca. Have a way with yourself. Leave your mate alone. She wants to go a long way to work. Stop being a gimp. Yeah. Boom.
Next one. Next song. <laughs> Next song. Also, if you want to send in a song for Adam to murder, you just let us know. <laughs> you said Fly I had a good voice before. To the moon. Was that? Was that? And let me play. Nice. You're full of confidence. It's, I love it. I love that. You know. <laughs> That's it. What? One of the best things about Adam as a comedian is confidence. You know, self confidence. <laughs> Addy and D man. <laughs> Who were in that video with H2O? Addy and D man. Have a word with my flatmate. Oh, sorry. I thought it was an email from Addy and D-Man. I was no, like... No, Addy. Oh, again. D-Man. Emails from Asian dudes. <laughs> Addy. D-Man. I assume. Addy and D-Man. Addy and D-Man. Have a word with my flatmates. I'm not going to mention names because I don't want them to know it's specifically about them. But this goes for anyone with flatmates to just have a look at themselves and see if this applies to them. So this is... So this actually applies to two of my flatmates, but really one in particular. So let's call her Lily. There's no easy way to say this, but she stinks. Oh. <laughs> Green stink cloud level of stink too. Not just a bit of smell just before she gets a shower. It's a serious lasting stink. Oh. It's so bad that when I come home or out of my room, I can tell how long ago she last walked through the corridor by how pungent the smell is. Disgusting! <laughs> She's in her room all day, which is understandable because it's uni halls and that's where all our stuff is. But, like, so is everyone else and they don't leave stink trails to the kitchen and back. It's not going to mean some of the other flatmates sick and we needed to stop. Please refrain. Please explain that it's only logical that lying in bed eating pasta 24-7 without showering is just going to leave a stink. That's just biology. You can only live the pasta bed life if you shower daily and presumably change your sheets more often. Thanks from Amy. Wow. This bitch has been getting nasty this week. Yeah, it's Kathy. That Raise it. your car and wash fucking butt air. Wash your back. I mean, that's the easiest to have a word. Of all the ones we've had sent in, I've, I couldn't side with someone more because smelly people need to fucking s sort themselves out. Yeah. You nasty smelly bastards. Do you have Disgusting! A, do you have anything that's a bit stinky? Have you got, like, smelly feet or armpits or anything? You got any beef? Any problems? Yeah, you leave me long enough. It's fucking dreadful. <laughs> 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 you leave me long enough. Of course. We all are. How long do you go with us? I have two showers a day. Two a day? Oh, I'm a two a day, man. I don't need to. I can't be fucking I, stinking. I, I have a minimum of one and most of the time two. Yeah. One in the morning. One in the morning. Normally one of a night. I can't. I'm, my day has not started if I've not had a shower. I'm like, this is why people are like, I love camping. I'm like, oh, I don't. Doing a fucking disco biff wipe. <laughs> In a field somewhere in Cumbria. Like, did you enjoy camping? I was like, no, I feel fucking dreadful. <laughs> got hay fever and sweaty balls. You're a bit of a clean freak, though, aren't you? A little bit. Not, I'm not to the point where you could have me on like a Channel Five documentary. <laughs> like I'm just, I think I'm just clean-ish. Yeah. But I can't be. If you can smell yourself, you're like, yeah. I've got quite like at the end of the day, I have quite smelly feet. So occasionally I'll get in. Take my shoes and my socks off, and Jada will be like, "Go and get a shower now." Yeah, you know if I've been walking a lot because I'm a chubby lad. <laughs> All the sweat runs down to yeah. your socks because <laughs> you're seventy mile an hour, isn't it? You're, <laughs> you're racing pensioners on the pavement, and a win for Adam. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, do you know you can get round that though by changing up your shoes? If you've got smelly feet, have a look at what because some trainers 
will do you in. And it's not like people are like, well, just get New Balance, they don't smell. I wear New Balance a lot, they're dead comfy, they're my running shoes. Bought a new pair, they fucking hum. They make my socks and my feet hum. It's whatever's got, you need to change that up. And what, what, what are you wearing sock-wise? Because the little thin ones, you know, like the business sock thin ones, they make your feet stinky. Oh, that's all I wear. The sports sock. A sports sock's just less minging. For smell, oh, all I wear but this is, is like not what thin socks. Oh right, yeah, thin socks get stinky. Businessmen stink. Yeah, but that's but this normal, is not- isn't it? Like having smelly feet is sort of acceptable if you deal with it at the end of the day. Yes, but like someone who just fucking stings because they're not having a wash. <sighs> I, I, so, sorry to take this sexual, but it's the least attractive thing in the world. Because if a girl stinks, all I can think is how horrible is your fanny. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, like if you're not looking after your armpits... Oh, like... No. Like, come on. <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> like... Oh. Do you know people that, like, lads are single and they're like, I just don't even want to text with anyone. Wash your fucking clothes. Wash yourself. Wash yeah. where you like. It's, it's Just start with the basics. Yeah. I, it drives me mad by the way this is bad enough this is worse I suppose in, in the home but you know like when in a green room if there's a comic who fucking stinks oh. and you've got to leave the you you have to leave the green room because for some reason it's less socially acceptable to tell someone they stink than it is to fucking stink you be in a green room sometimes and someone's just humming it out and you're, you're the dickhead if you go will you fuck off you smell like a dead rat do you know there was a comedian who uh, had a comedian intervene and just went, listen, I've been thinking about saying this for a while, but a few people have noticed that you need to sort your odour out because you smell. don't know if it's your clothes. I don't know if you're just not washing your clothes enough or you're just not using the right antiperspirant, but you need to sort it out because people are talking about your smell. And that happened about six months after I worked with this comic and he smelled so bad... I compared him on at a gig, walked past him, and his smell was still in and around the the mic. Like, and it, the front row were close. Is this comic American? No, I'm not. I'm not naming the comic because you don't his, have to name it. That's why I asked his, his nationality. No, no, I can't name him. It's okay. too it's too shady. Okay, I near. This is how bad he was. I nearly sent an anonymous uh, <laughs> an, an anonymous package. With some fucking soap and some right <laughs> and some right guard, and and I was just going to write from a concerned colleague: wash yourself with this, and then spray this one afterwards, and wash your fucking clothes. For the love of God, you smell, bank. And Laura was like, "Are you really sending that?" I was like, "If he doesn't sort it out, I am sending him that." And it would <laughs> if you got that through the post. And you were like, oh my think God, this, do us. was <laughs> taken out of the collection <laughs> to send to Africa at the school. <laughs> Remember every year in school where like around like Christmas or something, they'd go, just bring some stuff in, some tins, some deodorants, some, some smelly stuff. And we're going to send them to a little village in Africa and they'll get a nice present. Yeah. And you're going to your daughter, you can't have any because I need to send it to this <laughs> hang country. Hang on, hang on, you can take that. <laughs> <laughs> smelly fucker. But someone stepped in. A comic that we know stepped in and went, you got to sort... Just didn't even do it in an embarrassing way, just privately went, you've got to sort this out, people are talking. And since then, the comic in question has been absolutely fine. 
Really? Yeah. And I just think that's really good for Freddie Quinn in it because it was obviously holding him back. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? He's a promoter. You'll have heard of him. He's a really good up and coming promoter. Yeah, he's a fucking prick. He makes you get there two hours before your fucking stage, Sam. <laughs> um, he's not. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, if you stink, you've, I'm sorry. This is such an easy one for us. We, you've got to sort it out because it's the it's it's the thing that people talk about the most that is so easy to solve. Get in the shower, or do you know what? If you smell really bad and you want to start a new slate, here's how you do it: you get a shower, you get a bath, and then you get another shower, all in one go. And then don't put on clothes that are already dirty and smelly. Yeah, wash your fucking clothes. Yeah, your dirt bag. It's so easy. And f- and if you're starting going, oh, I, I feel I'm a little bit overweight, and I or don't I think I might smell. Just give yourself a sniff privately and be like, shit. I think they might be talking about because if you can smell something funky, don't be daft and be like, "Oh no, people can't smell it." We can, yeah, we really, really, really can. And you, you can also smell stuff that, like, if you can smell it, other people can definitely fucking smell it because you get used to your own smell. <laughs> so if you're at any point going, "I think I stink," you, there's no think about it. You fucking hum, okay. And if you if you've got a whole table to yourself in a busy restaurant, <laughs> it's you. Yeah. If you're on the bus and it's packed and people are stood up and you've got a seat next to you, have a fucking think about that. You if know, you're, you're on a, a busy fucking commute. rush hour train yeah. and you've got the carriage to yourself, you fucking stink. <sighs> oh, Adam. Yes. Clean your balls. Clean your penis. It's, it's so clean true. your vagina. Clean your armpits and crevices as well <laughs> under your tits. If you're fat like me, there's rolls there, isn't there? Pits and bits. Pits like and bits. Like I say to my daughter yeah. every time at bath time. Pits and bits. Yeah. She's two. She's allowed to stink. Yeah. Anywhere where there's hair, that means there's going to be sweat. If you've got a hairy back, wash your fucking back. Wash your hair. Wash your beard. Oh, my God. The people who have, like, coffee all the time and it gets stuck in their beard and you just end up with stale coffee on your face. Wash your fucking beard. It's young, just- young Asian lads, wash your chest hair. <laughs> oh, my God. So smelly So hairy and smelly <sighs> You need a wash You've got to have a wash um, Alright Rats <laughs> All the smelly people out there We appreciate you though Because we can't smell you Cool So there you go Lily Get a fucking bath girl Amy Tell her to get a bath Be brave Amy I think that's the lesson from this isn't it We learnt it from the comedian who I can't wait for this podcast to end now so that you can tell me exactly what you're talking about. But Amy... It's not really Freddie Quinn, by the way. I don't believe you. Um, who the fuck is that Who the guy? fuck is that guy? Um, Amy, what you should do is go see your mate and go, look, the rest of the house, I see you as a mate and the people are starting to talk. Yeah. Get in the shower. Or the anonymous. Maybe she, maybe she should do what I was going to do. You just in it's. You don't make it aggressive. You make it a polite. You just be clever with it. Make sure it's like like you know like a hostage letter, the, the ransom note that they send out. <laughs> it's like from pa- from different bits Newspapers. of the paper. Yeah, and it's glued on. Lily, you smelly bitch. You're a stinky bitch. <laughs> Wash your ass horn. <laughs> oh, this really resonates with me. Smelly people, man. Yeah, drives me mad. Um, just to close it off by the way I want to thank the bloke that out of fucking nowhere tweeted Freddie Quinn with 
Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. You absolute legend. That made me so happy. Freddie Quinn screenshotted and sent me. Yeah. He went, mate, someone's just sent me this. Yeah, if if you're still listening at this point, um, do us a favour. Um, go and tweet Freddie. <laughs> His Twitter handle is at Freddie Quinn. F-R-E-D-D-Y-Q-U-I-N-N-E. And just tweet him. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, and ask him if he's got any gigs coming up because he's such a good promoter, isn't he? <laughs> you know, Berska. So thanks for listening to Have A Word this week. Really appreciate it. If you've got any Have A Words or Would You Rathers, send to haveawordpod at gmail.com or any of our socials at Have A Word. We appreciate you guys. Give us a review on iTunes. Um, a five-star spread review. Spread the word, yeah. Like, don't be this four-star oh, guy who's like, you know what, I really like it, but there's a, a slight thing that I don't... We don't give a fuck. Five stars or nothing. I actually smell and it's a hormonal, and I think they were really mean about it. Yeah. You smelly cunt. Five <laughs> stars. Or oh, fuck off. Thanks, Adam, man. Sam. See you next week, lad. See you next Tuesday. Cunt. <laughs> smelly cunt. Are you going to run home? <laughs> I'm gonna fly <laughs> slowly. <laughs> oh.